0: Hey, it's Watney. Big J, Dak, and I want to kick off our 50th episode by thanking you, dear listener. We wouldn't be here without your support. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Marina Sirtis, and you're going boldly with Beyond Trek Podcast.
1: A oh, red alert. Nice hat, by the way. <laughs> hey, I thought you'd like that. I I, I I love this hat. I wear it everywhere. <laughs>
0: I don't think I've ever seen him not wear it.
2: It's true. It's what's a good hat, the Niners hat. And anyone who recognizes (laughs) it, he says, okay, you're now my new friend.
1: Kind of, (laughs) sort of. It's a great way to filter out people you meet on the street. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the 50th episode of Beyond Trek podcast. We're talking about No Small Parts, the season one finale of Star Trek Lower Decks. In the studio, we've got Big J, Watney, I'm Dag, and we're happy to have special guest host, Ryan T. Husk. Ryan, where might the audience know you?
3: Hi there. Uh, You probably know me from somewhere in the internet. If you uh, hover around (laughs) in Star Trek groups, I usually admin a lot of Star Trek groups, but probably also from uh, The Seventh Rule, a Star Trek podcast with Ciroc Lofton, also created by the late, great... Aaron Eisenberg, that might be where you know mm-hmm. him from.
1: Yes, we love Aaron around here. I'm Ms. planning Aaron on getting, uh, I'm planning on getting his uh, number from "Take Me Out to the Holosuite embroidered on this hat. So
2: that would be great. That would be that'd be really nice. Now, now Ryan, please tell me that the T in your middle name stands for Tiberius.
1: Well,
3: <laughs> I can tell you that that's not the first time people have hoped that, but no, it's it's you not that it. cool. You could you could is... legally change it, to it. <laughs> It's actually uh, it's actually a French name, uh, and okay. it's actually really my first name, and Ryan's my middle name. But I kind of flip flopped them because it's mm-hmm. a long French name that is difficult for Americans to pronounce. But when I go to France, they can't pronounce Ryan, which is weird.
2: Wow. Okay. Yeah, because I, I did see that on on IMDb, and I couldn't pronounce it. So I'm I'm glad <laughs> you, you you switched that. Well, that's Hollywood thing. You have to have like your stage name. Um, so just about, and and you are. Hollywood actor and producer. You're involved in some Star Trek, uh, some fan productions I've seen. Uh, and also, I, as I mentioned to you a little while ago, you were in that uh, movie Fifth Passenger. And if none of you have seen that, it's great. Uh, Armin Shimmerman is in that, Tim Russ, uh, Manu, whose last name I am not able to pronounce. Into Ray May, I've
3: had a lot of practice with that one. Okay, okay.
2: <laughs> yes, definitely a lot of lot Good of practice. And, and And Ryan's in there, so. Yeah, we're going to review this season finale of Lower Decks. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It was great. We sure are. I I got
0: (laughs) tears, laughter, pretty much everything.
1: I screamed and was told to shut up from the people upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Were they stomping on their floor? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so it's we open so up uh, the final episode of season one of Lower Decks on Beta 3, a callback to the original series or those old scientists, um, <laughs> as Ransom puts it. Uh, so this colony, we've been here, we know what's going on. Landru was basically controlling the colonists and Kirk thought he had solved the problem. Turns out they regressed. Um freeman is like dang it sucks that we don't check in on these guys enough but apparently the prime directive keeps them from doing that so um <clears throat> ransom says that he calls this era those old scientists which that's what he said right 22- old the US
1: era but yeah
0: yeah he thinks he's she's so funny. like what <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> great great meta-ness that, that's gonna be great
0: yeah, in, not like in 100
1: years, is... in 100 years, they're going to call back and be like, Man, can't we be like those TNG people and be like, What? Be like the new guys, <laughs> the new guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> Freeman says she hates seeing these civilizations devolve because of Gamester of Triskillians or whatever. Um, which was another callback, callback yeah. of to TOS, pretty cool. Um, we go to the bridge. We set co- coordinates for Starbase 77, which uh, apparently is a starbase that is newly named as of this episode. That's not one we've we've seen before. Um, apparently, the Cerrito still has crew on Beta 3. Guess who?
2: Oh, yeah, troublemaker. Ta-da
0: or beloved mariner just handing out art supplies (laughs) stop worshiping a computer
1: i love how they reproduced the old uh 40 acre studio lot here this is where they recorded so many tos episodes and i've got a gif that i'm going to post on reddit that has like the fade of how closely they match that with this digital uh scene here it's where where's that studio uh it's a 40 acre studio it's uh somewhere around la oh that's uh, cool i didn't know that yeah that's where they filmed like city on the edge of forever return of the argons a bunch of tos episodes got their treatment there mm-hmm.
2: so they, mm-hmm. they brought it back up for this uh, the animated uh, for lower decks and it, it looked great the, the recreation that they that they did was i thought it was spot on
0: yeah the, the- it was it's just cool. I I love how the writers, like I just want to hang out with them, like I've said before. They right. just like throw all these nuggets in for us like fans. It's great. Um boy.
1: I love how Freeman tells Landrew to shut up or she's gonna talk him into paradoxically destroying himself like Kirk did like four times in the original <laughs> series. <Just laughs> talking robots to death by making them calculate pi to the final digit and stuff. <laughs>
0: and he's like ah oh, sorry my bad my bad. <laughs> um, so Mariner's handing crayons out apparently this is against protocol which seems very benign but uh, Boimler joins her she thinks he's gonna chew her out but he's like hey crayons are better than the red hour everybody gets crayons um, and then he reveals that he knows her secret mm-hmm. because he
1: can't uh, keep a secret I, was yeah. gonna, I thought they were gonna wait for that and they just called it right out it was great
0: well they waited all season well, but but Boimler
1: learned it at the end of right. Rise of Vind- Christ, the, the Rise of Vindicta crisis point, and I just thought he was going to sit on that, but nope, here we go.
4: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And the whole entire bridge hears, um, yeah, the whole ship hears. I think.
2: Yes. Well, they they hear all of it, and then they get they get beamed up, and the yeah. re- re- the reaction Boimler had was,
1: <laughs> Mariner's so pissed.
0: Yeah, she's pissed. Ryan, what were your thoughts on like Mariner and her mom's like relationship? I'm curious because I've heard like my co-host's opinions on it, but I I personally thought that Mariner was an augment. That's why she's like super good at everything. Um, And I thought that was like going to be the big secret at the end of the season or maybe the series or something. But like, what were your thoughts on like her relationship with her mom and how this all went down?
3: Well, we found out at the was it the first or second episode? We found out that uh, Mariner was her daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we automatically think, okay, well, why do they have last names that are different? Uh, Mm -hmm. So obviously they don't want people to know this and it's not just um, superficially, like Mariner's going by a completely different name. So, you know, I don't know exactly why they are doing that. I mean, now they tell us uh, at the end that they just don't want the special treatment or preferential treatment. Mm -hmm. What I assumed at that point was just that Mariner was kind of like similar to that, kind of like how actors, you know, or actors that are children of famous actors, sometimes they change their names because they don't want, whether it's that preferential treatment or they don't want whatever negativity people might have, or maybe they they. They get negated from roles because they go oh no that their parents are, are comedic actors she can't do you know can't uh, do comedy. a dramatic yeah or something like that so you
1: mm-hmm.
3: know that's yeah, that kind of, of what i thought yeah okay.
1: that ties it right back into the title of the episode no small parts which is a you know like a, a theater reference that there are no small parts just small actors
2: mm-hmm. that's where that's from i, I knew that sounded mm-hmm. familiar
0: interesting all right oh,
1: the boimler freak out the perfectly cut yeah. scream
2: <laughs>
0: yeah we cut right to the title the beautiful gorgeous title sequence of Lord X. we just love it so much um and then we get to see the shiny ship
1: new solver for
0: all of two seconds anybody
1: remember <laughs> anybody feel like like you, when you bought a new phone and you trying to figure out how long to keep the plastic on the screen
0: <laughs> This that was poor great. captain that was great
2: Yes. Someone, yeah, it's, she She wants to not peel any of this stuff off. Nice new ship. And everyone had to t- have their shoes off. No no, no shoes on the carpet. <laughs> kind of like. Look, you know, I like well, to
0: get comfy. Right, right. <laughs> it's all good.
2: What's, what's like at home? Mom would tell you take your shoes oh. off. And so that's, I think that'd be very comfortable on a bridge of a starship be able to walk around in your socks. That would, that'd feel good. Well, unless you kicked up a little bit of static and touch your console and it explodes with rocks flying everywhere, anything can happen. Yes, it's just <laughs> plot.
0: It's just a plot device, that's all it is. Uh, so this is Captain Dayton, who was the, f- who is the former captain of the USS Rubido, which was destroyed in Episode Seven. Much to do about Boimler, the one with the big electric creature, where Mariner has to face like her peers who have already been promoted and such. So mm-hmm. she's like, I want to keep this ship like super nice as long as I can. And then oh, it just instantly gets destroyed. <laughs>
1: foreshadowing shadowing. Yeah. It's like one shadowing, you know, you don't even get to force. Well it sucks because
0: <laughs> like she dies <laughs> yes. in this sequence. Like they all die. They get murdered. Um well yeah they try to go
2: it- to warp with a grappling hook on their may- warp may cell.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, and we kind of see, like, in, in terms of Cap- Captain Dayton, we see her panic a lot also during Episode 7 when her and her crew are, like, cloistered up in the powered-down, like, engineering section. So you see her, like, panicking in that situation. I think that kind of carries through here, especially since this is a new ship. Um, so we don't know who is who is controlling this new OP ship that rips off a nacelle and destroys the Solvang. We find out later... Who Ryan, responsible
1: for that. Did you ever watch Transformers? You know I watched
3: Transformers. Good When man. you saw
1: these <laughs> ships, did you think Laserbeak? Wow! No, I got solid Transformer vibes, and I feel like they've peppered a lot of '80s references. They had the was shrieking eels and Veritas. Was and,
2: Laserbeak the tape? Yeah. Yes. The 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 spy oh. tape from Soundwave. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: No, I did not
2: get that I vibe. Felt- I mean, the colors are very
3: reminiscent of 80s cartoons Uh, the the exterior space and spaceship colors are very reminiscent of 80s cartoons and it almost seems like they have a different artistic team that does the interiors and the characters versus the exteriors of the ships and the planets and such
2: i never thought of that
3: because the outside of the ship looks beautiful and the inside of the ship looks like a cartoon
2: yeah, it's,
1: it's mouse Animation so we could we could call on them to answer some of those questions.
0: I'm obsessed with the exterior shots of the oh show. My gosh. Like great. they're just eye candy. It's like perfection.
1: Um if, if you've watched this on YouTube in the past, you know that we get a little giggly about the exterior establishing shots. We we call them out almost every episode because well, on,
3: on this gorgeous. show they're great. It's yeah.
1: it's a real highlight of the show, honestly. Mhm. Oh, this silent death and fade out of the solving. That yeah, was a moment.
0: A very dramatic scene set against the, a star in the yeah. background. Um, so, yeah, then we fade out. Uh, we shipped over to the Cerritos cargo bay where Tendi is super excited to meet new recruits and be kind of like a liaison for them and uh rutherford's having some issues with his implants attitude selector turns out he can cycle like, through like a bunch of different attitude modes but which... i
2: wish i had that that puts a lot of power of the implant over rutherford
0: it does i think um
2: there are people that i wish had that feature <laughs>
0: yeah yeah well, yeah <laughs> okay
2: hold up
1: <laughs> beep going to podcast host mode. hey everybody how's it going
0: <laughs> um and we uh get to see the cutest little exocomp yeah so Great callback I, there. it's like they give us a sweet little baby and then they like later on just like Make us hate the baby. (laughs) Right. Yes. Please take this baby.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's also a a nice attention to detail. You can see in that image you got there that the exocomp is colored in the exact uniform uh, design with Mm -hmm. even one
1: pip and everything, which was it's (laughs) a great attention to detail. It's funny. I missed the pit, but I got the uniform. So good job, Eagle Eye.
0: (laughs) Okay. Can you imagine an exocomp captain?
2: That would be or an admiral. You know, that would that would be tough. I, I'm I am very <sighs> glad that they are doing this callback, showing an exocomp that is that is in Starfleet because they are they are intelligent. They were they were deemed sentient to to the level of data when we left off. Weren't they or were they close to that? I oh, they were deemed. the, the TNG yeah. episode. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, certainly you can see them in uh, serving in Starfleet. The thing is though, the whole not having hands and not not having any you know appendages to to operate things i just i have a hard time Mm -hmm. with putting my head around that like like how you can have a successful career in starfleet when you're a floating robot
0: uh well okay what was like the original exocomp purpose
1: uh they were maintenance tools maintenance and repair so they're
0: totally fine they can make it happen
1: engineers Ma- maintenance on people now
0: yeah they yeah. just can't eat tacos you know maybe that's why she's so pissed um so we cut to mariner and freeman in her office chatting about oh no what are we gonna do now we thought we had this all buttoned up no one knew about it and ransom comes in and starts ass kissing um <laughs> very awkward I, moment. It was, it was very awkward. This is like nuclear awkward to me. Like I, I can't believe this is like secondhand cringe. I was just like, I can't even almost even look at the screen. <laughs> like His lips have like,
2: been chapped after all the ass kissing he was doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jerry O'Connell, I've loved you since Stand By Me. This this just upped it a notch because it yeah. was hilariously and also awkward. And I agree, cringe. Still cool. yeah I think Rodney's thinking of
3: one specific angle that they kept hitting in that uh, scene
0: (laughs) I would agree (laughs) yeah um, yeah
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) this show does not shy away Uh, from anything I'll tell you that isn't it PG-13?
1: uh it's <laughs> definitely it's definitely well because it's streamed they don't have i don't think they ab- abide by like no. the broadcast rating systems but huh okay. um, i mean they've swore on this show so yeah a little oh yeah
0: taana just lets it loose they also bleep it out which is part yeah. of like sen- the, the censoring for ratings i don't know exactly how it works but yeah so ransom comes in he starts making himself look really bad um in front of Freeman and he's like, Oh God, I'm so sorry. You're both really great. And they're like, I got to go. Mariner leaves and here's people whispering on her way through the corridors. And this guy named Lieutenant Levy stops her. He's like, do you remember me? We went on a date like a year ago. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, you're the guy who thought that Wolf 359 was an inside job. Um,
1: (laughs) I mean, you had a captain of Starfleet on a Borg ship who helped destroy 39 ships and 11,000 lives. So it really was an inside job we should
0: do an episode on trek conspiracies like in inter- turn like in the universe like what would be a conspiracy
1: Foils uh, fun idea. <laughs> yeah <laughs> where, what happened to that romulan senator that died on the way back from that conference one time
0: why is could, mars atmosphere on fire or they <laughs> could just
3: tell like beverly crusher she's like dude there was this one time uh where like the the universe was shrinking and it was just me <laughs> and i saved the universe and Whatever oh no, I think they they were aware about it. They pulled her out at the end there, right? Yep. They yep, did. They yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well that that shoots that. I was hoping they could be like, sure, Doctor. Yeah. Uh, but they what if you... she's been
1: <laughs> what if she's been stuck in a warp bubble inside a warp bubble the whole time? Oh
2: my god. <laughs> possible. It's possible. So like
0: Ta'ana, she just walked onto the wrong ship like a couple <laughs> exactly. episodes back. They called out that crusher episode. She's like, everyone's lying to me. They say they don't know me. And they're like, This is the wrong ship. <laughs> It was so funny. <laughs> uh,
1: when this dude was like, uh, what did he say? The changelings, changelings don't exist. The Dominion War didn't right. happen. Yeah. And my DS9 fandom was like,
0: oh, I want to
1: take a bunk at this guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just makes the instant cringe. Um, He tried to give, he, he gave Mariner a pad to try and make her give it to her mom. And it had decorative ideas for the captain's yacht that was the whole reason he stopped her so then we see to who like actually treats her like normal somewhat but she kind of cozies up to her and asks if the captain would be cool if her and shacks made a love connection oh
2: well, yeah that that was again with with the cat and Shax's thing i, I just i don't know
1: i love i love to and shacks yeah somebody had to a write the dialogue here <laughs>
2: Right. Someone had to I've write got
1: the phrase coital hooks burned in my memory. Yeah. Oh God. I didn't until the you said
0: beef it. Stick. I'm going to change my handle to that. What do you please don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't want to have nightmares. Oh. i have a hard enough time sleeping. <laughs>
1: so where does she go after this?
0: Um, I think Mariner goes down to the bunks where eventually she run, runs into Billups. But before that we are at the bridge again uh, where we receive a partial distress call from the Solvang. Um, in the Kala system. Freeman seems to think it's an accident that someone has leaned on the, a button wrong and the Titan is nearby. Hey! Which is oh, super cool. Yeah. Um, but the Cerritos has the, they'll get the job done though. So they warp off to the Kala system. Sorry, there was a cat tickling my feet. It
2: was <laughs> <a bit>. Ooh, <laughs> as we talk about cats.
0: Yeah. So Chief Engineer Phillips <laughs> comes up to Mariner like, I made you some hand pies. She straight up rejects them his face did you see his face after she rejects so sad he yes. literally is yes. like full frown
1: but he's been sad for two episodes now so what's up with billups
2: yeah yeah that's he had to have gotten some some kind of bad news don't know what it is but yeah it's, it's making me sad seeing how sad he is
0: i think he's just trying oh to God. make friends i don't know right but he apparently didn't know who mariner was before the, her secret got out he called her jen
2: did he? I miss that.
0: Yeah. yeah who too. I who the that. starship is named Jen? I don't know.
2: Oh, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: he calls it out at the end of the episode. <laughs> it's a great line.
0: Very good line. Um, so then Boimler's like, Hey, I need your mom or so, I need someone, I need you to do me a favor to get me ahead of the rest of the applicants for this spot on the USS Sacramento. And she's like, why are you doing that? And he's like, i because I want it would be great for me. She's like, I'm not going to do that. And then she starts acting like she's going to take his spot in the applications. And then Shaq's like before Shaq's like appears in frame, this the frame's rumbling. Like, it's really, really funny how they did it. Um, And then you, what do you guys think he's wrapped there? That's a for me. That's a bat
3: I think it's a pony. <laughs> oh you know i can i can a, see it a baby pony all wrapped up with little holes poked in there for him <laughs> Sh-
2: shacks does seem like the kind of guy that has a sensitive side he, he'd wrap up a, a stuffed animal <laughs> he's just gruff right
0: Very intense he's
2: gruff, gruff with a sensitive side but no i i really think that's that's a bad life it's got to be
0: yeah
1: yeah The the other point is hidden behind his arm
2: in pink wrapping. Oh, paper you're right.
1: Because
0: I, because believe it or not, when I was r- doing the outline for us, I was like, okay, I'm going to Google this, like Star Trek weapons, because Batlist don't have one point.
2: No, they have you know? the yeah, the the big. It's kind of like a two. sort of half moon, <laughs> big points, and two in the middle. So yeah.
0: Um. Okay. Cool. I'm glad we can come to a consensus.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There was another interesting moment on the deck that I forgot about, but he, uh, Rutherford calls out Captain Freeman Day. It's like Captain That Picard was great. Day. Yeah, that yeah. was
2: a really cool reference. Yeah. Like
0: Every that. captain has a day.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, they should. Every captain has their day.
0: We also get to hear later that first contact day, like the tradition is a salmon or something. Remember <laughs> first that? First contact day, salmon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like, they're they really let, giving us all the traditions here. Um. So Tendi and Exocomp, Science officer, medical officer are going down the hallway. She's like, You need a name. What's your name? Apparently, the math, most mathematically perfect name in the universe is Peanut Hamper. Peanut Hamper is voiced by Kether Donahue, and Kether is known for her roles as Lindsay in the effects black comedy, You're the Worst, and Alice in Pitch Perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, there you very go. Very lovely Ryan. voice. Your, your next stage name, Peanut Hamper. I have have to disagree that that is the
3: best mathematical name ever. I don't know what would be, but peanut hamper is not where I would have gone with that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Unless you think that the universe is this beautiful, randomized, numerical system, in which case, you know, sure, peanut hamper works because that's two very random words.
2: (laughs) It could have been cellar door. From Donnie Darko. Right.
0: I was literally... Oh. That's a mind I have. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: what did you say, Watney? What was it? Great minds. From,
0: yeah. So in the movie, Donnie Darko, one of the teachers... Um, isn't that Drew Barrymore? It is. Oh, my God. I need to watch that again. But she says... She's like an English teacher, and she tells the main character the most perfect word in the English language is cellar door. So I was thinking it was going to be door. like cellar door or okay. something, <laughs> which would have been cool. Um, so, yeah. She... um. They, okay, we cut over. Yeah, we cut over to, I guess, the first officer's ready room. And Mariner and uh, Boimler are there competing for the spot. Right before they, like, cut to this, Boimler says, he's not a meathead. And he's, like, lifting mm-hmm. weights. He's got
2: a gym set in there with barbells in the racks. It's it's hilarious. It's, it's ridiculous. He is always working out. Mm-hmm. He's it does med- help.
3: It does help you think I will. I will uh, attest to that. I get my best thinking done when I'm working out. So I, w- I was right there with him when he's like,
4: think, think."
3: it's <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, he gets it. He gets me.
2: <laughs> As you doing yeah. 50 pound curls, just thinking, you know, what can I do to enhance this show?
3: It's, well, it's kind of just meditative because you're just, you know, whether you're running and you just kind of get lost in your thoughts or whether you're doing repetitions whatever it is, you kind of, your brain kind of goes into its own little zone and Mm -hmm. you just get lost in thought. That's where your best thinking comes in usually
0: oftentimes. Yeah, I totally agree. I think like when I'm kickboxing, I like my, my mind actually goes, well, it can't keep up because I'm pushing my body so hard Mm -hmm. that it's like, okay, anxiety gone. Like everything is just completely blank. And then you can actually start to like be a little creative. Like I totally agree. Okay. I don't know if ransom is maybe there, but <laughs> maybe he is. Um he's not quite. Yeah. Um, he's like, I can't think until I work out. He wants to promote Boimler, but he also wants to serve the captain and be brown nose. Cause we know that him and Mariner are similar, mm-hmm. but he's just more of a protocol guy. So um then we cut down to the lower decks hangout bay it's kind of like their shuttle bay that they're always hanging out in um peanut hamper and tendy enter rutherford's working on a shuttle and the exocomp starts knocking over all of these like tubes and stuff and
1: she's got to be drunk because when she goes in there she's like wow that was some good dilithium
0: and i know i know okay what what do you think she (laughs) meant by that because i heard her say that but do you think i like
1: she probably tapped into Soritos's like power core and got like a hit of energy or something. I mean, I don't it, know how be. they eat or drink, but that's just what I. That's it what
2: seemed I took like a away. contact high to me, <laughs> some, something like that. Yeah, she definitely came in there stoned. That, that was that was what I got from that, or took a shot of dilithium, you know, shot glass or something similar.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Tendi's concerned that she's not going to do good in medical. Sam's still acting weird. That's yeah, much he, what it's
1: in this he's name. like. <laughs> he's like, make sure you respect her as, as a person. <laughs> it's like don't don't anger the
0: the robot overlords. <laughs> kind of a callback to I guess Picard or a call forward
2: Perhaps. to Picard. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cut to Sick Bay. Um and uh peanut hamper saves a day. Yeah. Apparently she found a way to graph skin. It's a new technique, uses half the skin or something. She's so
2: cute. Well, that, that's, and that's how I see Exocomps being, being useful is, is things like this. They have these tools that they can just replicate and, and use. Right. Ryan, what do you think of that?
3: Yeah, that's, uh, that's their special skill. Um, you know, their personalities may leave a little to be desired. Uh, you kind of don't know what you're going to get with them, obviously, uh, as we see later, but if they can replicate or create new tools, then, you know, that's, that's the perfect engineer or the perfect doctor, or maybe even the perfect, uh, weapon.
2: Oh, that would, it, I never like thought of that. Like a
0: command or a tactical mm-hmm.
2: exocomp. Like swarm fighters, they, they kind of, kind of like they did in, uh, the season finale of uh, season two of discovery all those all those ships everywhere uh, i could just see like Man. whole battalions of exocomps little things flying <laughs> around everywhere i never thought of that that's that's a good idea
3: i was thinking similarly uh at the end of uh picard they had the magic uh rafi and rios had the magic uh tool oh ocarina with the power of your imagination or whatever it was you know <laughs> <laughs> they, the, the tool can become whatever you need uh, well now we've got an exocomp so we're good there we don't talk about that episode.
0: Yeah, the um <laughs> the um magic wand plot device. Right. right. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's kind of like also maybe a maybe a an, a play in like um automation and jobs an ai i don't know maybe i'm thinking too much um so we cut to the hallways uh, mariner and boimler are arguing some more about their promotion and then the cerritos finishes that's warp jump into the kala system entering the debris field of the soul thing
2: i love quite this beautiful it, it quite it beautiful reminded yeah. me of star trek 2009 when the the enterprise finally arrived at at vulcan and the entire rescue fleet had been destroyed and they're just dipping and dodging around all the all the debris yes. mm-hmm. yeah yep. extremely
0: intense um
1: i like that here ransom also calls for red alert and shields just like the solvings XO did
0: mm-hmm.
1: when before they got destroyed so like mm-hmm. that was a really cool like this is this is a feature of the XOs' position
2: well, calling yeah. for red alert yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so tradition the captain started assess by
1: right yeah look at that
0: ship jeez
1: so and on the front of it is that little pack lead vessel that confronted them in samaritan snares just attached on like a oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that's the thing about pack leads, is they're basically like at this point they're baby bork they're operating as baby oh, okay um like i'm gonna assimilate this i'm gonna assimilate you i'm gonna assimilate you um the music really picks up here and i got to say like it got my heart pumping like it was oh, yeah. really really dramatic and awesome they attack the Cerritos instantly they do not wait uh they call it the enterprise don't they
2: they yep. call it the enterprise yes. it's
0: another enterprise so they think every every federation ship is an enterprise is the enterprise <laughs>
2: probably they're all called enterprise <laughs>
0: yeah like every dog is spot
2: yeah, um,
1: and every Vulcan uh, is Spock, according to Shax. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, the Cerritos uh, gets its sell hold on, and Ransom's like, "Weren't the packlets kind of a joke?" Yeah, Mariner's right. like, "Well, they have weapons from over thirty different species here, so they're not a joke anymore." And um, look at that beautiful tractor beam.
2: Well, when you're when you're collecting well, stealing technology, uh, that, that can be dangerous, what they, what they get hold of. Um, and there are not many races that, that we've seen or or come across uh, that I can recall besides the Borg that have that kind of practice of, of assimilating or collecting other technologies to make yourselves better. Uh, you know, not, not a practice that really anyone else has done. Uh, you'll see Starfleet doesn't do it. There, there may be something that the Klingons have, or the Cardassians, Romulans. That, well, you know, their warp nacelles are better, or more streamlined, or this weapon system is is better. They, they don't, they don't just graft those things onto their ships. Mm-hmm. Whereas the the Paklids were doing that, and now suddenly you have these these overpowered ships because they've they've taken the best pieces off of. Uh, other ships that they've in other races that they've stolen technology from.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and even in TNG when we meet the Paklids, yeah, they're like really dumb, but they're really dangerous. And at the time, like everyone views them as in as like a joke. But I, when I was watching that episode for in TNG, I did feel like, you know, you feel a little urgency. Like they can obviously hurt you, like you're being held, like Jordy is being held hostage. So, um, it doesn't mean they're
2: not dangerous just because they're they're not the smartest doesn't mean that they're not dangerous.
3: Mm -hmm. I just can't imagine the amount of it and technical problems they'd come up with, with all of these different incompatible, uh, pieces of technology from different races on top of the fact that they're really stupid. (laughs) <laughs> like, yes. I, don't, I feel like half the time their missions are just to go, you know, capture some engineer to figure out their, their IT problems and troubleshoot and mm-hmm. unplug it and plug it back in. It's very interesting that
2: Great you point. that you bring that up because yeah. I I can tell you just from, from working in IT, mixing technologies and, and things is not is not easy. I, it's not a thing. Trying to get <laughs> trying to get a Mac to print forget about it. Like it's, it's just, it has to make everything more complicated. And, and then I'm thinking, okay, so they, they take that to, you know, the factor of 10, they're taking these different ship systems and whatnot. You're right. That how, how do they manage to accomplish that? Because that, that is no small feat, it's small things. I mean, trying to, trying to get something, uh, you know, an app that's between a, a iPhone or a, uh, you know, Android phone to, to work the same. Not happening. So mm-hmm. very good point there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very, very intense scene. It, they. uh So Ransom wants to go to warp. Freeman's like, no, we ain't doing it. That's what Dayton, Dayton would have done. done. Right,
4: right.
0: And look what happened to them. So instead shut down the power. They get pulled into the or they get pulled towards... Do they get pulled into the big ship? to no, It's
1: like the little grabbing it. area. There's a little...
0: Oh, like a area docking area under, or something. Yeah. yeah. The lasers start, like, cutting apart the Cerritos like a first contact day salmon.
1: Like a first contact day salmon.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, Freeman has Mariner on the bridge with her, and the captain wants some options. Um, she needs dangerous half-baked options that she would hate. <laughs> so Manor comes up with the idea that since the packlets have merged so much technology together, their code is probably wide open. So it's easily hackable.
2: So obviously yeah. they're using windows. Prob- let's well, just, yeah. yeah. Wide open, easily hackable. It's, it's, it's gotta be.
0: Look at him.
2: <laughs> More it jokes. <laughs> but yeah. This is my bread and butter. I like this episode. All kinds of it jokes we can make.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we need a morally bankrupt genius to pull it off. And guess who? Badgie. Uh, Badgie.
2: Oh, God. Yes.
0: Um, Badgie. Yeah. So. Yeah, well,
1: and yeah. So they, on the screen, they showed like all the 30 different parts there. And they had like all the different nations oh, that yeah. they had stolen from. Mm-hmm. So there's like Bajoran tech, um, Ferengi tech. They even had one symbol. Uh, that I didn't recognize. Um, they got Klingon tech. There was oh, Romulan. Yeah, Rang- For tech, Romulan tech. I mean, it's just really cool how it's all broken down like that. Yeah. Um, Pretty. Yeah. Very nice.
0: I wonder how nobody knew about them before. It seems like they're attacking a lot of Federation or at least like Milky Way.
1: Because they don't leave
2: survivors. That's right. That's true. <laughs> don't leave anyone yeah. to tell the story
0: yeah it's true um, so Morgan. Rutherford knows exactly who to call to get the virus built And
2: Is this a psychopathic badgie
0: it's our best friend badgie and he's- apparently he's always <laughs> monitoring the comms he tells <laughs> Sam that straight up he's like I'm always monitoring the comms and um, by the way I've already created three different viruses but you're going to have to take me there to do it <laughs> Which, imagine if Badgie hadn't destroyed the pack-led ship, but if he had taken it over. Oh, God. He,
3: he could have done it. He easily that would have been could a have. Sequel.
0: But he wanted Sam dead more than he wanted the... Yeah. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. more than he wanted.
3: That's a great idea, though. That would have been so fun to see if just Badgie ends up flying off with the pack-led ship, and now he has uh, technology of 30 races and... He's just off doing Moriarty stuff, Oh god! but (laughs) but in a harmful
1: way. (laughs) Wow. Thanks, Rutherford.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I want to manifest that or if I don't, um, maybe for season two or something. (laughs) So, so the pack leads are trying to beam aboard the bridge and they need to get out. So they escort captain Freeman down the hallways where Mariner pulls open all of these panels and, um, so the cool thing about those... Yeah.
1: I don't know if you guys recognize any of that stuff, but they had she had a bottle of Klingon blood wine. Mm-hmm. She had the 1970s Spock helmet toy. That yes. was the most ridiculous thing. Um, Phillips is holding that in his hand right here. Um, the, the, the Spock helmet. Uh, Boimler has a foil, which is a callback to either Picard or Sulu. Right. Um, and Shax has the Ritual and Dorian tribute blades that um mm-hmm. uh, archer and are find exactly mm-hmm. when uh yeah and she has her her batlet Blood that she stain. got with an old guy for, with an eye patch so i was hoping <laughs> that it was going to be martok but it's probably the klingon we saw do you guys hold.
3: recognize the weapon from f- that freeman's
1: holding i do not
0: i don't
2: i don't either no i yeah i, I, I looked at that i could not i can't place that one Surely,
0: it's in the lore. It, it's
2: got to be from something, yes, because they the the, the writers have not missed an opportunity right. to bring out something from from the lore. So this one has got to be deeper than what than what we're able to recall right now. So it's, it's from something.
0: Yeah, to our listeners, if you know, holler with a comment. S-
3: somebody out there knows. Yeah. Somebody yes. out there knows that. I mean, it kind of looks like original series, mm-hmm. um, but.
1: Somebody watching no this right now is like, how do you not know this? Right. Yeah, yeah come exactly. On. Duh.
0: <laughs> Educate us, please. I want to know. Uh so yeah, it's a really cool kind of like Power Rangers shot. <laughs> oh, it's,
1: it's a great hero Lips. suit up, assemble mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. shot there. Yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Assemble.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Boimler even gets involved. Look at that. Yeah. Shax Boybler. is having a great time. Best
3: time oh of his life. Best day of his life. So yeah. Good.
2: <laughs> Shaq's just just murking pack leads up and down the corridor this is his bread and butter right there I I love that guy
0: yeah in the midst of the fighting Boimler kind of confesses to Mariner like you're my best friend like I didn't want you to get I knew that you would get that promotion I apply for this stuff all the time and I never get it I didn't want you to because I don't want you to go and she's like gosh you've given up enough secrets today can you just shut up and she's like else like she's just like I love her I love Mariner um freeman gets critically injured at that point and they really need to get this done um so they go to sickbay ransom's got their back and yeah yeah tana's so like <laughs> that,
2: that, <laughs> was, that was just out of Put her nowhere on the
0: bed. <laughs> yeah i think
1: she, i take it i chalk it up that she was actually speaking cation
2: oh okay okay because mm-hmm.
1: she's like Row! I mean put her on the bio bed
2: yes universal translator just I don't know glitched mm-hmm. out
3: I just call her crazy cat lady I think that fits her well
2: oh my god yes
0: <laughs> the cat, The lady is the cat <laughs> <laughs> I That's like awesome. having
1: I like having a grumpy doctor back after right. McCoy mm-hmm. yeah
0: Um, they go to sick bay and they're like, Oh, who's a, who's a little, who would be the perfect person to do this? We would need someone who can get in and get out. And of course they look at the synth because the synth is not an organic person. So I think there's a little bit of prejudice going on here. Like they pick, they pick, (laughs) they pick peanut because peanut is small and eager to please. But additionally, like peanut is a good choice for this. Um, but she's like, ah, I think I'm going to take a pass sounds too dangerous
1: <laughs> excuse can you me what just do that <laughs> yeah totally if sort of
0: like, can you just say mm, pass dangerous too dangerous i don't want to do that no. like i didn't think you could do that
2: no you, you, you can't if you if you're ordered to your death then that's you gotta follow yeah. orders you know mm-hmm. and, and that's the that's the role of the person in command which was the what troy had to do when she was taking her her command test she she kept uh um, yeah she kept failing at the part of the, the uh, engineering thing because she was looking for every solution possible could not get it uh Riker ended up kind of giving her a hint and then she realized that's part of command you need to you need to order someone to their death
1: first could, duty is to the ship
2: yes yes and so so yeah if you get you get that order you got to do it you can't just say oh, no sounds like that might sting i'm not going to do it
1: Great subversion on the exocomp selflessness that we thought we were going to get because we saw it in quality of life. And Mm -hmm. here she's like,
0: toodaloo. (laughs) She says she only joined Starfleet to make her dad angry. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What the fuck? Like, who's her dad? Is it Which is
3: now the second time we've heard that joke. Also, uh, I believe somebody said that in a flashback scene with Mariner. Or where was it? Somebody in in a previous episode said, oh, I'm just dating. Or maybe it was Mariner was saying it. That she was just dating this guy
2: to piss off. I just off did her that parents. to get back
0: at my mom. Was that the, uh, the Anabaj? Yeah, the yeah, one with the you're right. pissing uh-huh. on the. Yeah, good callback.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, Sam decides he's going to upload it directly into his interface. a uh, bad smart. idea. Very bad yeah. idea. <laughs> Tendy says, no, you're in a weird setting. You need to go back to normal, because this isn't you. He's like, no, nope, I'm me now. And Shax grabs him and just pulls him away, takes him to a shuttle. It's kind of sad, because this is the last time they really say goodbye. Because
1: like like, he loses like, all his I can his run memory. on my own.
0: <laughs> yeah, Shax <laughs> is so
1: funny. If you notice on the side of the shuttle, we may not see it here, but on the side of the shuttle, they have the four of them in in uh, stick figures uh, painted on the side of the Sequoia.
0: Yeah, that's so cute. Um, Sequoia. How do you say that? Sequoia. Oh, my gosh. I'm not.
4: (laughs) 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 Sequoia.
0: I want to say Sequoia or something. Um, So the shuttle is so small it can dodge all of the... Like the grapples, and Shax is like, This is the best day of my life. Yeah. And-, <laughs> this
3: and he's this earned it. He deserves it, by the way. Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah. He's been he wanting to fight for 10 episodes.
2: He's been wanting to fight can, or blow something up.
1: You can mm-hmm. see it right there. The four little figures mm-hmm. of the uh, lower
0: deckers
1: Mariner, Boimler, Tendy, and Rutherford right there on the side.
0: Aw, it makes me sad that like they get separated at the end of this episode. But yeah. anyway, they, they get over to the Pakled ship the just by brute force. The, he like fires into the side, uh, into the bulkhead and like pushes the shuttle through. Um, Shax gives him cover while... Uh, he uploads the virus and Badgie's like, uh uh-uh. uh. It's kind of like the Jurassic <laughs> Park scene where it's like, uh uh uh, you didn't say oh, the magic word. Right. And yeah, and um, yeah, and Badgie is like, I'm gonna blow this whole thing up. Look at the self destruct. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: he's mad because Rutherford snapped his neck.
0: <laughs> he's like, I, like Why wouldn't you finish it? He's like, Because you snapped my neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh shacks being the the true security officer that he is pulls the interface out oh no harsh like
1: <laughs> yeah. this is like when your dad's like stop playing bridge crew on on your your vr set we need to go <laughs>
2: oh god <laughs> pulls a helmet off your head
0: <laughs> yeah um he loads him into the shuttle sacrifices himself for a baby bear. I got you baby bear.
3: That was a nice callback, too right. cuz that was from before when uh Rutherford was kind of switching around departments and then yes. he said we're like the bear cave or something like that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Welcome to great. the
0: what did he say? Yeah, welcome to the pack or something. The bear pack. The bear pack. The bear pack. The bear pack. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's
1: a baby bear. He remembered. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Um, um this is the last frame of Shacks. So he knows he's down but he is having the time of his life yes <laughs> yeah
2: yes this, this look at that, just the smile well for. not smile but i mean just the look of complete excitement and because he knows that they've
0: got him yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> and the moment he does save sam's life and sends him back over to the cerritos um the pack led ship the original pack led ship this self-destructs or badgy bad badgy destructs it really um <laughs> and um, there's a brief moment of pause, and then Freeman is in sick bay and tells Mariner, like, get us home, don't get used to the chair, and then all of a sudden, like, three more pack ships show up.
2: How are they going to get out of this one?
0: Uh, escape pods is the ultimate decision that Mariner makes. However... <laughs> um the day is saved because they're like being grappled apart it's like yeah. a tug yeah. of war He's,
1: like Laserbeak and his transformer buddies just showed up and we're yeah. like hey you can't do that bad enterprise i like how the ships here are like tied together too there's like cords holding everything on um i'm sure if we had more time we could like break apart exactly what ships these things came from
3: okay i see the laser beak you, you, now you see a little it, bit man. now yeah. yeah yeah i can see it now
1: And uh, yeah, the blue flashing dot, man. I'm we, never gonna forget that.
2: No, no. I, it gave me chills when when Boimler said there's a there's another ship coming in.
1: <laughs> I had just watched Superman returns and like on the radar it's like Superman flying really fast. I'm like, is Superman coming? What's going on here?
0: <laughs> I didn't know what was gonna happen because I had forgotten that I at this point when I first did the first watch through, I didn't even hear them mention the Titan in the beginning. Oh, so when really? the Titan shows up and you have Will Riker and Deanna Troy in the chair, I once again a family surprise i started to cry a little bit because they're like my favorite like we saw in picard that was like that just like it just like like took my breath away once again and we got to see them in animated for yes so so cool
3: And i gotta say i i i totally knew it was gonna happen oh you did but but that made it even better for me because i was waiting for it i knew it was gonna come because my first hint was because uh they originally said the writers said like There are going to be some legacy characters. Mm -hmm. They said that plural. Awesome. Now we only saw Q, so we knew that there was at least one more coming in this last episode because we had only seen one in the first nine. Plus, they mentioned the Titan, and you know, I read the first couple Titan books, so I knew. You know, I knew it's Riker. And Troy. Plus, mm-hmm. I know that the two of them are very willing to continue working in other Star Trek iterations. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just waiting. I was like, okay, we're going to see the Titan. We're going to see Riker and Troy. Uh, the one thing that we didn't get that I was hoping was to see the rest of the bridge crew that we knew from the books. We didn't see that, but maybe we will in season two.
2: Is it the, the only books yes. I read with um, involved the Titan. Um, it was, it was the one about the the origin of the Borg. Uh, oh, cool. It was w- when when the Borg were uh, basically doing the blitz through the. I mean, they had sent like hundreds, thousands of ships. They were just destroying everything, and um, uh, the Titan was was involved in that. Although they were far away from it, um, Tuvok Tuvok was right. was in the book. He's, He's one of the uh, bridge right. officers, and I mm-hmm. think Wesley Crusher was at one point. I, I i could be wrong I, I i thought it was either a book or comics something placed him on the titan at one brief point but and i i can't claim that but i know tuvok
3: i don't remember wesley on there but i don't know i only read like the first book or right two. right but i but tuvok was definitely in there he was uh i don't think he was i think he was like tactical officer because yes. they also had an unjoined trill who was the security officer so they kind of like did double duty there right mm-hmm. um right. but yeah definitely tuvok and we didn't see him i did pause it and see is tuvok back there i was looking
0: <laughs> so that makes me think like on um well maybe not in picard when we see the titan like return mm-hmm. at the end i don't think boimler probably would have been on that <laughs> i don't know i just like to like because like it's,
3: that's right i didn't make that connection but right. i mean plus that'd be cool it's like 20 years later you know it
0: is yeah he's probably got his own ship he may even be commanding a ship in that fleet that that will calls um yeah. so apparently mariner it was riker's like protege
4: mm-hmm.
0: um he was her mentor and uh he's like she's like where do you think i got all my contraband this guy's flush <laughs> with romulan ale um <laughs> connection is terminated and deanna's like we're gonna talk about this later <laughs> and she's just like the best i just love her she's she's seriously my favorite character um beautiful battle sequence as the titan destroys the pack and they retreat um mm-hmm. kick some ass it was great
2: it really was. battle the, the, we got- the titan coming in there just yeah it was that was amazing
1: mm-hmm. we got 21 seconds of pure animated Riker kickassery, kick <laughs> and it goodness. was it was beautiful
2: yes yes and I, I like how they I, I like seeing Riker in these familiar characters like like uh especially Riker how he was adjusted for the tone of Lower Decks like it's right. still Riker but it's it's just kind of like Riker uh in a in a step a step up like Riker times two uh for the for the character which was which was great you know I, I never pictured him as as animated like like that and I don't mean literally animated but you know he, he's really in the moment uh so that was I'd I like seeing that and I, I would like to see how they if, if we get to see any other uh characters from the show how they're adjusted for lower decks.
0: For sure. And it's almost like this show gave us like nine episodes of pure, just like fan service. And at the end, they just mm-hmm. like cherry on top it yes with a Rikers and it's <laughs> beautiful yeah. um so we get to uh a star base to Stardock for the Cerritos to be repaired Freeman says I want the Cerritos looking the exact same after her repairs I don't want none of that fancy stuff um <laughs> coming out looking all sovereign class <laughs> yeah well the sovereign the sovereign is chef's kiss I yes. will say yes. so I mean, I don't mind a little bit of sovereignness. Um, Here's your sovereign. Ooh, just, just oh, for you nice. This
1: is nice. Good job.
3: Yeah. Oh, that
0: is pretty. Dang. Uh, right and
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's got him blind up.
4: Yeah.
0: So, so Freeman is recovered at this point. Which, knowing Trek magic medicine, it's not surprising. But um, mm-hmm. Tendi and Sam are in the recovery ward. Sam kind of wakes up. Um, he doesn't recognize it's- her. Got a little tricorder on his bed there too. Like a yeah, she's superpower. reading to him, which is so sweet. Um,
1: this caught me off guard. The way that the the dialogue was here, it it totally got me.
0: Like there wasn't a lot of lead
1: up. Yeah. Almost. When um, when, when yeah, when he sticks his hand out, I was just like, ooh.
0: Mm-hmm. And Tendy's like, you know what this means? We can become best friends all over again. Yes. <laughs> um and sam's trademark okie dokie silver lining
2: so cinnamon bun is happy
0: yeah we cut to a shack the shack's funeral um very very sad look at that beautiful piece of art (laughs) it's like a shadow like yeah um the whole crew's there freeman's very very sad she keeps his his bajoran earring um he must have had a
1: spare Yeah, how did they find that? (laughs) If that was on him. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) He must have had a second
2: one. They they had to be. Yeah, Maybe
0: it's a replica or something. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I love the segues in this show. Like they, they do great transitions. So we see the Bajoran earring and then she's in her office. She closes it. And now she's talking to her daughter. Mm-hmm. Freeman gives her some shit, like all the stuff that she's pulled. She says she has a Tribble hidden on deck, and Mariner's mm-hmm. like, but that's for personal use.
1: Okay. <laughs> it, it fell out of the ro- of the ceiling when they got all the weapons out. The Tribble yeah. hit the floor. Oh,
0: shit. That's yeah. not good. Uh, Freeman's kind of doubting Starfleet in this scene. She's saying, like, I don't like the protocols, but I have to follow them. But I need someone like you. Like, she's starting to value her daughter's... Perspective more and her daughter's personality and willingness to bend the rules and color with crayons outside the lines. Right. And um, they shake hands. It's a really nice moment of growth, I think. And it's nice to see it within a season of, a, of some growth with these characters. And she says, Don't tell your father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I just had a thought in my head. The beginning of the scene, she says, "You know, I don't know how I'm ever gonna find anybody to take over what Shaxx did. And then she's talking about all this stuff with her daughter, and we know Mariner is very tactically focused. She comes up with a whole lot of the plans, some of them in front of her mom. Um, it makes me wonder if next season, Mariner is the tactical person where Shaxx was supposed to be. Maybe. I was wondering
3: that too, um, either, the exocomp figured out a way to save Shaq at the last second and he comes back unlikely or they introduce a new character uh i think it's probably the most likely just some new tactical character or also very likely is that they just put mariner in that position and now she's on the bridge
2: well this was another theory that that we had uh remember we well uh, Watney weren't there friday night uh for our hangout but uh, dag and i were talking about that that uh, Shaxx's is, is the uh, uh, the Kenny of lower decks. Like Q just <laughs> brings him back, puts him like, no, that wasn't supposed to happen and He, he just appears on the bridge, and they don't they don't really address it. But there he is. Well,
3: you'd get a lot of angry nerds if that happened.
0: Oh, yeah. like, yeah. what? Uh, <laughs> we saw him die. That's we, not canon. Yeah, he's Tasha Yard himself. <laughs> Let him be. Let him rest in peace. Hey,
1: yeah. he got he got way better than than.
0: He did. He got a good ending is. for yeah. sure.
1: No, you're totally right. And I was thinking, like, what if, what if, like, what if we could get Avery Brooks to do like the emissary shows up with Shaxx and is like, oh "You're my not done God. yet," and then he flashes ah, away, pfft, and it's God. done. Yes, it's, cool. it's half <laughs> but, half a second for Avery, and that's it.
0: No, that's um, great. Um, yeah. yeah. So we we cut to the lounge after this. Riker and and Carol Freeman, our captain, they hug it out. Uh, we learn and, here that Riker is Mariner's mentor
1: he, uh, he says you were my chadich and the chadich is the person who goes to fight for you when you have a problem with the Klingon High Council mm. so that's an interesting oh, yeah. Good thing knowledge. there that Carol fought for Riker
2: I, I want to know what the it. situation of, of that was there's a little backstory I'd like to hear we're going to get season two with a whole lot yeah. of flashbacks.
0: <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> um, Ransom tells Deanna he'd like a, any introduction to one of Deanna's empath friends. And Deanna's like, I sense you have mask an ocean of insecurity. <laughs> I can he's make that happy. work for me.
4: <laughs>
0: uh, he, at uh, least he, he's not resistant. You know, <laughs> I wonder if she just goes around like telling people that, <laughs> that kind of shit. Um mariner and boimler tell each other that they're best friends and then riker comes over and drops a pad in front of boimler saying uh ransom says that he's one of his best and uh mariner and riker walk off reminiscing a little bit and then we learn that the pad really i think contained like a transfer order or something like that Mm -hmm. which is pretty great for him I'm glad he got something he wanted because he saw a lot of people get promoted like in front of him that really didn't deserve it this season. So it's good. It's good for him.
1: Another interesting thing is that this sort of proves that you can have different uniform styles side by side depending on maybe some kind of operational need, like. Riker is, you know, in the command military section, whereas the the California classes are on the second contact diplomatic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why their uniform's yeah. like a little bit more, you know, formal where Rikers is utilitarian. But even their com badges are different. Riker's got the old the first contact style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: It is uh, weird though that yeah, they're wearing the first contact uh, uniforms. You would think that he'd be wearing the the lower decks
1: uniforms are just what we're accustomed to seeing on lower
3: decks, mm-hmm.
1: right? The transition um, happening, mm-hmm.
2: right? Well, and I the, love
0: the Nemesis uniforms. It, oh. it
2: is, and and, we, and um and Ryan, we talked about this uh, mm-hmm. uh, early on in our season of lower decks that this uh, this is just one year after Nemesis, so right. they could certainly still be in those uniforms but the uh the the crew on the uh, cerritos they they are not so yeah we had a kind of a discussion of well do they um is it a slower transition is it that they do have different uniform styles depending on what what arm of the fleet you're in etc F- for me i just think that riker is going to be more recognizable in that uniform right. i think that that's to me that was why they did that was you're going to rec- recognize Riker this way. The last time you you saw him was, well, technically not the last time. I'm not going to count that travesty that was. <laughs> the, Enterprise. Right, right. No, yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> but, you know, was, was in the, like, the uniform I'm wearing. Um, so I think it was mm-hmm. maybe a little more of a fami- familiarity thing than it was being exactly accurate to what uniforms that they had for the, for the show. That, that's just mm-hmm. me.
3: And by the way, he does mention Enterprise, um, which is yeah. a yeah. nice, <laughs> nice little nod there. Where he said, "Oh, I was just checking out the uh, the Enterprise on the holodeck." That was great. <laughs> Those guys. A See, what a
0: callback! It was a long road getting from there to here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like in um, this image that Riker has his wedding ring on. Yes. Just a little yeah. little token there. Cute. A little bit of of you know something that could have been mm-hmm. overlooked as a detail if you're not really paying attention. Yeah, that.
0: they're like pretty newlywed, right? So. Yes. Uh, they've been married just, for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. New Thaddeus, um,
1: Thaddeus will be born in two more years.
0: Yeah. Yep. Another great transition here is Mariner and Riker walking away as Boimler reads the pad. He sets it down and he's in a new uniform. And that's just amazing. It's so great how they just make yeah. it so fluid. Mariner is mm-hmm. nonstop calling him on his new quarters on the Titan because he accepted the transfer.
1: <laughs> and he's got a plate of ransom next to his bed. Like there's a little plate yeah. with a ransom face on it next to his bed. It's... Mm-hmm. Oh, because ransom
0: <laughs> told him that he was like the best. Or I
1: think ransom because yeah,
0: exactly. They vouched for him. Yeah. Um. So his fellow new officers, uh, new friends, come in and say, "We got to go. Your first mission is to escort Troy to Telgana Four, which he visited in episode two of Lower Decks Envoys. Um. So he knows all about that already. He's like an expert on T'olgana. Yeah. He's super cool now. Yeah he knows like a certain restaurant or something there um mariner is back in her bunks in her bunk in um on the cerritos and she's basically yelling at him to call her back and jen apparently is pissed <laughs> that she's talking so loud she's like shut up jen <laughs> we cue back to the final scene of lower decks season one where Riker enters the bridge of the titan saying sorry i'm late I was watching like like ryan said the uh, Enterprise on the Holodeck, long road. Um they're like, we're going to tulgana Four. And Michael's like, oh, I hear there's a little Riza there. And um Troy's like, are we gonna bring the little Horgon or the one we always use? Uh and then we hear jazz on the exit. Give yeah, me warp his, his own
1: Yeah, it's his own little like warp thing like warp me or engage, but his is right. give me warp to the factor of five, six, seven,
0: eight. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps the trombone like behind him at all times. That'd be great.
2: This is a great, Titan. great episode. Yeah, Titan great episode. Away. Any final
0: thoughts?
1: Um Peanut Hamper's still out there. How long do you guys think
3: that uh Boimler's gonna be on the Titan?
2: Hmm, I would say probably <laughs> right i I have a feeling it's not going to be more than maybe an episode or two into the second season of lower decks
0: but he's so happy there
2: right it it It
1: would definitely be very weird to to play with that figure out where they're going to take boimler is he going to come back are they going to put somebody new on the field are they going to be challenging mariner to step up to the plate now that she's actually Mm -hmm. starting to lose friends to promotion Mm -hmm. it'll be fun to see that story
2: well and if if they they would be doing themselves a favor and i think this would work out if they have uh the second season has some kind of like a parallel storylines. you've got the the cerritos uh, line and then you follow boimler on the titan and then there's there's some episodes dealing with that and then at some point they you know cross paths and converge i i don't know it's just it would be a shame to have boimler somehow find himself right back on the cerritos very early on in the second season. There's so many story possibilities they have if they can keep him there for yeah. a bit longer.
0: And I want more Riker and Droy, period. Yes.
2: <laughs> Please, yeah, well, well, jo- give jo- us
0: more. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, like like Ryan said, Jonathan, or no, I think um, uh, Dax said, Jonathan Frakes and Marina Surtis, they'd certainly want to continue participating in Star Trek, so I, I would say with that willingness, let's have some storylines on the Titan with with Boimler and and his uh, his new friends. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but I don't think they will. Yeah. I think it'll be one, two, like a maybe a third episode. Yeah, but eventually things will go back to yeah uh, what it was. I mean, it would be great to see the inside of the Titan and see the, the characters that we love or expect mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. possibly be there, but that just doesn't necessarily fit, you know, writing style yeah it's about
0: lower decks too you have to think like it needs to stay in the lower decks yeah and it has a lot of charm first season
1: tom very true all right
0: Um, what other thoughts did
1: you have ryan
3: yeah Uh, i also think that boimler when he gets transferred back will probably go back down to ensign something's gonna happen you know because they're they're just gonna bring it back to the lower decks if he's gonna be a lieutenant now Mm -hmm. then that kind of takes that away just like when uh mariner got promoted for half a second she immediately goes back down Mm -hmm. um at some point eventually i do think some or all of them will be promoted but probably not this early in the series so i do think that boimler will go back down to and so that's just a guess
0: yeah i wonder if like he will inevitably end up breaking the rules or breaking and not following an order for like mariner attendee mm-hmm. probably mariner mm-hmm. and that might be why he gets reduced and demoted back down to ensign and retransferred.
2: i don't know good thought or he becomes yeah. the team lead of the group he's still junior grade lieutenant but like he's just kind of the guy that's in charge
1: right well there is that episode in the future where he's got a statue and he's known as like the least coolest officer in history <laughs> and in that statue he's wearing that lower decks uniform so maybe yeah. he doesn't maybe ryan i think you might be right
2: yeah
3: probably they can't in it now they can't have a series with two ships um we'd love to see it but they probably are not going to do that
2: right at least not for many episodes like you said mm-hmm. two three tops Hmm.
0: Well, they gave us a lot to chew on
2: yeah, for season did.
0: two and discoveries right around the corner season three. So, um, well, thank you for listening. If you've, if you've been listening to us, we've then we've loved having you along for the journey for season one of lower decks. Um, if you'd like to support us online, you can find us at patreoncom slash beyond If you want to talk to us online, you can find us at Twitter at beyond Trek pod or at Instagram at beyond podcast. And we also have a Facebook, facebook.com slash beyond productions. Uh, I want to give a be- very special shout out to our anchor and Patreon donators, Stephanie Baker and Jim cook. We love you guys. Thank you so much. And Ryan, where can we find you online?
3: Um, easiest way is just Google my name, Ryan T Husk, and then you can find whatever your, uh, preferred method of social media, uh, whether it's Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, uh, just Google me and find me there or look at the handles, uh, the seventh rule or virtual TrekCon, con and just click on those and find me there
2: okay excellent thank you so much ryan for being with us joining joining us on this we would love 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 to have you on again uh that would that would be great we had a, a very good time and uh, i appreciate you taking the time out for us uh, anything to tell us you've got coming up uh, in the, the star trek world uh, acting or producing if you got another minute here
3: well, first of all, I just want to say thank you right back. This was very easy and pleasant. I, I enjoyed watching the uh the screen grabs. it was it was It was relaxing and fun. I got to relive the whole thing. Uh, Watney, you've got a great voice oh, for thank this. You. Uh,
4: Appreciate
3: it. Yeah, you guys, you guys are great. You're fun. Uh, I found myself just kind of like drifting off and listening to the narration, looking at the pictures a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in a good way. So thank you for the fun and for including me. Uh, as far as new projects coming up, nothing really that is Star Trek related other okay. than all the, you know, the, the virtual convention and mm-hmm. the Star Trek, show uh, podcast that I'm doing with Sirach Mm -hmm. and with our many awesome guests that's keeping us pretty busy other than that Hollywood's kind of starting to reopen as far as production and shooting but I'm not currently involved in those reopened productions I'm not going to toronto to shoot discovery mm. they have not called me to be in picard season two yet oh, so. they've got to do that they've got to do that. so so far no
2: <laughs> well we're, we hope you get the call uh for that that would be that would be great love to see on the screen there and uh please don't be a stranger love to see you again and, and have you on and, and, and glad that you Enjoyed listening to the narration and um glad you remembered that you were on the podcast as well and uh, didn't didn't, do, didn't doze off listening to to Watney's smooth narration.
3: That's nice. I uh, you guys must have great listeners. It's a it's a very relaxing listen. It's
1: fun and entertaining. hmm
0: Yep. Thank, Thank you so much. We like our track.
1: Yeah. And if you're watching or listening, thanks for being a part of Beyond Trek Podcast. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Okay. Bye are Beyond Trek Podcast. Lower your inhibitions and surrender your years. We will add inspiration